0: was so good I had to give you another like 30 seconds of that because that is just if you didn't just you know just go ooh ugh like it's so good it's so good um I had to give you like at least a good you know another 30 seconds on the thing you know so anyway we're here welcome welcome to the first official episode of s-o-l-double-o-k the Solo podcast i am your host and i am so excited jason hayes you can call me jay you can call me jason as long as it starts with the um i don't care i'm still trying to figure out if i'm going to use my name my like my my um my whole name or just you know just my family name which is just jay but we'll figure it out as we go. And um, you're going to hear a lot of that smacking in the, in the mic. So, you know, just get used to it. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm so glad you're here. Um, so glad to be here. So let's go right into it. First of all, I know that, um, you know, I've been talking a lot about the podcast and I've been, you know, promoting a lot about the podcast um, on my personal social media. Um. On my instagram and on my facebook shout out to those who did um you know comment you know just you know and the the love and support i appreciate it um for those who have spoken actually spoken life to into this um in private for me thank you so much um you know it's just so cool it's so cool to do this um and this is really when i was working on this i i really was thinking about like you know I was thinking a lot about y'all. I was thinking a lot about everyone who would listen to it and I got so self-conscious and I got so consumed with who would listen to it, what you know all that stuff and the truth is is like it's also for me as well, you know that if this doesn't you know minister to me, if that's a church term, if this doesn't you know speak to me, if this doesn't resonate with me, it's kind of hard to you know um, take care of something that you you're not really like connected to. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, for example, I had a car, didn't have a car anymore, got a new car this year, thank God. And, you know, um, you definitely best believe I'm a little bit, I'm a lot more attentive to um, the, the car now because obviously, you know, it's sometimes it takes things for us to be, sometimes it takes things to be taken away from us for us to kind of get the hint that, you know, God, take care of your stuff. Um, and that if you, if something's not connected to you and if something is not, you know, um, tied to you in some way, shape or form, you won't love it the way it and take care of it the way it should. That's a freebie. So let's get into it. Um, who am I? What is this podcast about? Who is this podcast for? Um, what are we going to be talking about in the podcast and why the podcast? Who, what, when, where, why? All that stuff. First of all, who am I? I just introduced myself. Um, and you'll get to hear more about me. Throughout this duration of this episode And then throughout the duration of the podcast You'll get little tidbits about me You'll get to learn who I am And you know my personality And you know know, what I'm about So I'm not going to bore you with all that stuff now um, Because I really want to get into What I want to talk about today And then you know that stuff will come Especially when you get to hear a lot of my awesome guests Because it's going to be fun So the what What is this podcast about What is this podcast for All that jazz well, this podcast is for creative people. It's it's for artistic people. It's for artists. It's also for, you know, just people who like to think really deep over thinkers like myself. It's people who like to listen and like to talk, you know. it's um, it's But it, in a nutshell, it is for creative thinkers and for artists. Um, we get into deep conversations, gritty conversations, conversations. Um, and then we also get into the stuff that inspires us, the stuff that motivates us, the stuff that gets us out of the bed, you know, everything from movies to interviews to TED Talks to, um, you know, all that jazz. And then we go into the creative expression and the artistic expression of whatever platform and whatever um, medium, you know, my guest and myself are, are, you know, involved in, whether it be writing, dancing, uh, music, songwriting, production, um, photography, videography, modeling, you know, um, and then it it doesn't even have to be just those artsy fartsy things. It's also, you know, you know, everyday modern, you know, regular people. Um, so, you know, and that's one thing I want to debunk is that everyone is creative in what some way, shape or form. There is no hierarchy or elite group of people who are more creative than others. I think people are some more some people are graced with it and they're aware of it and it's just something that they do. It's just intuition. Some people they have to work at it. Some people they have to grow into it. Some people you know may not have it the way you know you may not be able to write a song, but you definitely can you know be a great uh, general merchandiser at your store. you know what I'm saying that for your job. So creativity looks different, you know, whether you're a teacher, or you're a politician, you are a supervisor at a, at, a, at a retail job or you're an athlete, you know. So we cover all that and we're going to talk about all that. Um, also, there's going to be room for, you know, for there's going to be room for some gritty, raw conversations, um, stuff that, you know, we don't like to necessarily talk about. I want to hit some of those conversations, especially with this year. I mean, this year has been so crazy, you know, just pick a topic that's happened this year from, you know, the passing of the late great Kobe Bryant to the election, to COVID, um, you know, to racial tension and George Floyd and um, Breonna Taylor, you know, all that stuff, you know, will be talked about in some way, shape or form, whether in depth or we just lightly graze it. But I want to get into the gritty conversations because I've seen so much that's happened in this year. And I think that if we don't touch on those topics, Now, if we don't hit those topics now, they will resurface, and these situations will happen again. And if we don't begin to talk about these or or just provoke the conversations to have these conversations, you know, at home, at work, with your friends, with your family, with your church, with your with your job, with you know, with your collaborators, you know, we need to have these conversations about stuff that we're not necessarily comfortable talking about, um, and not to get Anything from another person, and not to try to force anyone's opinion or idea, but it's just to simply listen, learn, and to connect, and to grow and to heal. Um, so this podcast is just going to be one giant therapy session if you're okay with that, because this year has been very hard and very painful for me, and this has also been a creative recovery for myself as well. Um, I, I kind of put that stuff on the side you know, and let's jump right into it. Let me, let's go into it. But yeah, I jumped, you know, I, I, I put all that stuff to the side, um, you know, for about four years because I was in ministry school. Um, just, that's another first little tidbit about me. Um, I went to ministry school for four or for two years. And then another two years I, 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 you know, I served under a great church. Um, and then eventually I had, you know, I felt like, you know, I was being moved in a different direction. And, you know, whether you are a Christian, whether if you are you know prophetic, whether if you don't believe in God, whatever, you know, I do believe that we all have a, a special um, connection with the divine and whatever divine that looks like for you. When we know that things are going to change and when things feel, you, you know, that feeling when things are going to change, you know, that feel, and if you're aware of it, you know what I'm talking about, just things just feel Uh, I can't really explain it, but there's just a you feel like there's change coming. And when it happens, it happens. And it never looks like the way you want it to. But I knew that change was coming. I didn't know how it was going to look. I didn't know that this year would bring about a lot of change for a lot of us. And, um, you know, it's just such a gift to be so connected to God because for for me, I am a Christian Christian. I don't consider myself a quote unquote Christian because of the stigma. That's another conversation to be had, but I don't, I, am trying to use, you know, words like believer or Christ follower, um, you know, those kinds of things, because being a Christian in 2020 has been so, um, interesting and so revealing and so telling. And I think that we've made a God out of Christianity and not Jesus Christ, the person who, who, to Christianity is supposed to be about. That's another tidbit for another day. Um, but yeah, create creative recovery. I, um, I I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for me sitting down and actually tending to myself um, with the help of you know my my counselor with some of, some of my great friends, um, my cousin. Um, who you will hear on the podcast? She's she's like my big sister. She really is my big sister. I've always wanted the big sister, so I'm glad I have her as a big sister. Um, you'll get to hear from her, you know, later on in the in the in the soon to come episodes. But um, yeah, so creative recovery um, learned a lot this year, um, you know, and I I didn't I wasn't aware of how much I needed this year. And how much pain I was in and how much pain I had kind of swept under the rug when it came to church, when it came to my personal life, when it came to my past, my upbringing, when it came to, you know, relationships that that have been long gone and, you know, have moved on from. But I never really healed from it. Um, you know, the, the, the tension and the the um, the the, yeah, the tension of being an African-American, um, I am black. you didn't know. Um, But the tension of being an African-American male in this country, um, the tension of being a quote unquote Christian in this country, the tension of being an artist in this country, the tension of, you know, um, being a young adult in this country with, you know, with, you know, different mental health. um, I don't want to say issues, but definitely mental health because uh, we all have di- different kinds of mental health issues, but a lot of, a lot of it for me was definitely like anxiety, um, you know, insecurity, which is not really a mental health but it's emotional health, but you know all that jazz, all that all that stuff. And in that, I learned how much it is so important as a creative and as an artist that you really get your hands dirty within the root system of your life and begin to weed out the stuff that needs to be taken care of and the stuff that you're afraid to talk about because I, I think that for a lot of us we like to create things and the problem is is that we create things and sometimes we want to create the things that people want and what people like and not really give them the real stuff. It's easy for me to get on here and and have a you know to create like, you know, cause I've come from a ministry background. Ministry is one of my expertise. I was in ministry for four years serving like hardcore, but I've been in ministry my whole life. For those of you who did not know, I've been I've been in it for all my life. And I, when I mean all of my life, I mean all of my life. This is the first year that I've actually sat down and have decided to be away from church and to be away from, you know, coming going to an actual building on a Sunday. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be really honest with you. It's so good, especially because it, when you treat it like a job, and it becomes a job, it becomes different than just coming for two hours a, a, out of your week, and you know, just getting a, a, a word or getting some encouragement, you know, or you know, you know, all that stuff. It's it's different when it becomes your job. It it takes on a whole different beast, and it and it changes the game completely for better or for worse. So. It's easy for me to get on here and do a podcast that's dedicated to, you know, my ministry expertise. But um, here's a shocker, and here's uh hold on to your seats and hold on to your headphones, AirPods, or your butts, whatever you need to hold on to. Um, but this is not a Christian podcast. Oh. What? Yeah, this is, not, this is not a Christian podcast. What do you mean Christian podcast? I thought this was a Christian podcast cuz you always thought. no this is not a, this is not a Christian podcast not none um you will hear a lot of spiritual insight and biblical references and a lot of you know all that unbiblical Jesus talk there will be a lot of that for sure because it it's when you've had 4 years of hardcore ministry school and 26 years of it it just comes out of you you leak it all the time um it's just in you you know so I I can't control that um, I can try to turn it off, but, and I tried to, but a lot of it was me wrestling with the tension of how I was going to talk to people who are Christian, but also try to connect with people who aren't Christian. That's a whole a whole other topic that needs to be talked about when it comes to, um, you know, uh, ev- evangelizing,, you know, when it comes to you know, ministry and church, if you believe in that stuff. So but if you I encourage you, if you don't believe in God, If you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't go to church, please don't sign off because there is plenty of room for you too. This is not a podcast and you will not hear any single. I I personally made sure that there was no one that got on this podcast that tried to preach some kind of a message so you can get saved. That's not on here. Um, this is dedicated to creatives and creative and creative people to artists, to people who love life, who love you know the things that we love that you'll hear from, music, all that stuff, cre- uh, movies, sports, all that stuff. So there is room for everybody. There's enough room at the table for everybody. That's just the person that I am. I don't like I don't like when people tune out of a, of a, of a conversation that they feel like they can't get with. I mean, I know I can't control that, but however, I will do the best that I can, because I, I really have a, I guess, a, a change in perspective when it comes to my salvation, when it comes to my faith, when it comes to, um, you know, the way I live my life as a Christ follower, that it is that if it just, if it stops with me only talking to Christians, when my Bible says to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, um, you know. What, however that looks like, you know if that's what it's going to look like. Um, and I know that's terrible advice, but you know that's just where I'm at right now. I'm also going through a lot of things where I'm unlearning um, a lot of things about you know my faith, um, things that have been man-made, things that have been indoctrinalized by Western evangelical, conservative Christian values. Um, that's another conversation. Um, I'm unlearning all that stuff. What it really means to be a Christ follower. So I'm gonna be very honest with you. I've actually kind of put a lot of things aside. I used to listen to messages every day. I used to be in my room praying and worshiping and stuff every day. I would, I would, I did all of that all the time. But you know what I learned is was that a lot of that stuff was for was about me and what I could get from it, and also what I wanted to get a job. I really I'm going to be very blunt with you. I wanted to get a job. So I thought this, you know, that's part of it. You know, part of it was learning about the spiritual practices and, you know, and it definitely deepened and intense intensified my relationship with God and it made me a lot more in tune with God. However, there was also a lot of me in that where I wanted to get a job. So I've seen all the other all the other people that I was looking towards, the different pastors and leaders, and a lot of them had the same formula you get, you know, you dive deep into, you know, the word and you dive deep into God and all that stuff. But here's the thing, you can put, plant the seeds, you can, and that goes for anything, anything, anything in life, you can plant the seeds, you can do the practices, you can do the disciplines, whether you are an artist, a musician, a creative, a spiritual leader, or whatever. But at the end of the day, it is not up to you what grows, like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like it's gonna, it, he's gonna, God's going to use it. The divine's going to use it. Your God's going to use it how the, how He wants to use it. So if it looks like a podcast, then it's a podcast. If it looks like you know you going out into the sec, a quote unquote secular world, and you know and being in Hollywood or being in the music industry, it looks different for everybody. So we can't try to create a formula for this thing because you're not even, even you're not in control of the gifts that you were given it was given to you. You weren't it didn't come out of nowhere. I definitely and I'm one person that believes that that yes, you know, you can call it magic, you can call it, you know, magical experiences and stuff like that, especially when it comes to performers and musicians, but I definitely believe that the creative life, the artistic life is a life that is a spiritual experience it's a spiritual walk it's a it's you connecting with a divine power a divine source that uses you as a vessel to um to reach and serve your your generation in your world and you're going to hear a lot of people that have that same mindset and have that same passion to do that very thing so um moving on that was a mouthful um moving on um you know, one thing that I wanted to talk about was, you know, besides all that, um, was definitely the tension of this year. This year has been very, very tough for and very, very painful for a lot of people, like I said earlier. And I just want to let you know that it is in that tension and it is within the tension that you feel that you will get um, new life that comes out of you, um, new opportunities. I've seen people that have gone through a lot of very hellish year, and I've all and and those same people have gone through their own stuff privately, and we've had a we've had a very very taxing year, you know we've seen death we've seen injustice we've seen corruption, and we've seen the fall of many of our beloved um, you know celebrities especially you know in the black community, and you know what's so great is that you know well, not great about that. It's all very unfortunate, but what's, what's going to come out of that will be great. That at the end of the day, you know, I know that, you know, for me, God is in control. Um, you know, and I'm thankful for this year. I I don't think anyone walked into this year knowing that there would be an ongoing worldwide pandemic that would happen. Actually, some people actually predicted it and knew this was going to happen. Um, but you know we never know how it's actually going to all unfold with 7 billion people across the earth but um you know it, it's been a t- it's been a tough year it's been a painful year but as artists this is where we thrive man really when you think about it i'm reading this book right now called the w- the war on art and um it talks about, you know, the warfare, really I'm gonna use a, a a biblical church term, the spiritual warfare that goes on in inside and amongst, in the monks and in the environment in the life of a creative and an artist. That, you know, the biggest the biggest enemy of an artist is resistance. And resistance disguises itself into different forms, whether it be through, you know, relationships, whether it be through sex, whether it be through um, consumption of alcohol and drugs, whether it be through, you know, codependent relationships, codependent friendships, whether it be through, you know, you being an art, a blocked artist. And I talked about that in the first in the pilot, you being a blocked artist and you befriend or you marry or you date someone who is an artist, because a lot of artists do that because they're blocked so they spend time being on the backside and being in the background and living through the life of you know uh, their spouse or their friend or their constituent longing to become the very artist that they want to be but they feel like they don't have the strength to do it you know so you're listening to a blocked artist for sure and my for me you know I'm going down. I'm also the rabbit trail king. So sometimes I'll go on, I'll jump on one thought and then I'll go into another thought. So please bear with me and I hope I stay, I hope I keep your attention. But um, if you ask me what, how I was blocked, what does it mean to be a blocked artist for me? I think what blocked me um, was me, was my own crap this things and the BS and the, and the, all the nonsense that I had put up in front of me and the people that I use as excuses for me not to be the person that God had called me to be. Um, we do that all the time and we don't, we don't really see it, but we do it. We're actually doing it where we create all these, you know, ideas and, you know, we'll, that, you know, and we have all these narratives going off in our head of the people that did were were supposed to do this and they didn't do this, and all these different things. And you know, the biggest lesson that I learned in being in church is number one: people are people. The stigma and the uh, what what, what do you want to call it the the worship and the idolizing that happens in church. For example, you know, for some of you, you may have heard that if you know, the, you know, what's been going on in the church. If you follow, you know, we've had two scandals from big two mega church pastors. I'm not going to drop their names, but you probably already know who I'm talking about. Um, and you know, there's there's a worship and there is idolizing that goes on. And really, the truth of the matter is, is these these are just people. But in the church. Because churches nowadays have created like kind of like subcultures and little communities within themselves. It's very easy to make these these heads of these ministries and these heads of these uh, of of these mega churches God with big G God. And really what they're not. They're not even a little. They're regular people. But they're elevated in such a way that, and they're so intoxicating as people because they're so, you know, they know, they have a very great, great sense of self-awareness of who they are and what they can do and all that other stuff that most people don't really have or haven't developed yet. And they had to develop because, number one, that's what God put on their life. And also, number two, you know, they just, they did the work. But, you know, with that being said, you know, being in a church culture, it's very easy to make these people God. It's very easy to make you know pastors God. It's very easy to make you know the people around you, like your 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 for me my classmates you know because I was in ministry school and then you know um, you know whoever else saw me in 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 that church facet. It's very easy to make them God, and as you make them God. The principle is when it comes to worship is whatever you behold, which is just worshiping and setting your eyes on and whatever you set your affection on whatever you be, whatever you behold, you become. Um, I think the great Bill Johnson said that um, whatever you behold, you become so if you behold a relationship, you become that relationship and everything that that relationship says you are, you become it. So your identity gets so involved and so, and so invested in these environments that you forget who you are, that you think that this is what you want, but that's not really what you want. You think that this is your calling or your life for all these different things. And for me, I was willing to throw a lot of, I was willing to throw this away. You know, I didn't know I was ever going to do something like this, but even in these, in these small environments, we make them so big. And then the journey of our life, we—it's kind of like we—it's kind of like we are riding in the car in the back seat of the car like a child, and God is driving, um, and we get so involved and we get so immersed in these places and these pit stops and these rest stops that God may take us on throughout the journey of our lives, and we think that you know because you know. He Obviously, he sees eternal. He's, 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 he sees everything. He knows the end from the beginning if you believe in God. At the end of the day, he knows that you know this little area or this little time that you spend at a church or at a job or in a relationship, we, we make that our forever. And then when things don't work out, we lose our identity and we lose our sense of self-worth. Because we forget that it was never in those things. Those things were just lessons and they're just life and people that are passing through our lives, but they are not the God and they are not you, you know? And we forget the God in us and we forget the God that created us when we get so involved and immersed in these places. Whether it be a relationship, like I said, whether it be institution of you know a church or a job or your 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 identity as a parent, your you know your identity as a as whatever you used to do, you used to be an athlete, you used to be an artist, you used to be you know all that stuff. So we get so immersed in that, and then we forget who we are. So I got a couple minutes, and um, I want to keep this. I don't want to go over uh, forty five minutes. Um, Cause I I feel like you kind of lose your audience that way, but um, but no, I wanted to give you know just a, one more quick story about me and about my creative life and my artistic life, and I guess when I when I came became awakened to it, I, I guess that's the word to use. I don't I don't really know, but um, yeah. So I I remember when I was a kid, you know, my my dad especially was very you know I don't know if he made, did it on purpose or he just didn't know what he was doing, but he definitely created a space for us to kind of imagine, and you know, for us to, you know, we had toys, we had video games, we had all that stuff as a kid. And um, I think that that was, you know, for me, I know, I was very aware of my, I have a very strong and very vivid imagination as a kid. So um, growing up was very fun. I do miss my childhood very much. But, um, you know, there's also parts of my childhood that I was, I was shielded from by the grace of God and by, you know, my parents grew up in a very, um, you know, dysfunctional household. I'm a child of divorce, um, you know, and out of respect for my family, that's as far as I'll go with that conversation. Um, but, you know, it's so amazing that, you know, your child, when you're a child, you know, the the creative imaginations that we have can, I feel like they can shield us and God gives it to us to sometimes shield us from the pains and the um the suffering of life—that sounds so dark, but it's true. It's there's a lot of truth to that. Um, and now, you know, in my twenties, because I'm in my twenties, mid twenties, I um, I realized that that same childlike faith, that same childlike um, wonder and childlike imagination, vivid imagination, is still very much there. Um, a lot of it has been overtaken by just uh, overthinking but it's also very much there, you know, still creating those worlds within the world that I create. I mean, or within the world that I live in. And isn't that not the, the basis or that one of the heartbeats of creativity? Because that's, that's the God that, 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 we, that we serve for us, some of us. And that's the God that we're aware of is that he, you know, in a way he, he has given us or not in a way he's given us that childlike faith, that childlike wonder, that childlike imagination. So, you know, unfortunately, throughout the ebbs and flows of life, that can be very, that can be, get very, um, you know, dirty and that can get, get very, very um, um, robbed for some of us. Some of us were, unfortunately, when it comes to like sexual abuse and it comes to adult feelings being awakened through addiction, through, you know, trauma of life, you know, that, that can definitely get very um, polluted, unfortunately. Um, but there's always room for a comeback and there's always room for, you know, to work on that and manage that. I remember when I was 19 years old, though, um, um, we had moved. I actually I actually lived in um, New Jersey, um, born and raised in New Jersey. And then we moved down here about 11 years ago. Um, but I remember when I was 19 years old um, and it's always perfect. It's always a perfect time. You know, I got my heart my heart broken. And I remember I was in a, uh, a mixed media class at the time. I was doing five years of high school because I love high school so much. Um, some of you will get that later, but in my fifth year of high school, I went to an alternative school to get my credits um, that I needed so I can graduate. And I was, and I took a mixed media class, a multimedia class, where I learned about video editing, camera work, um, you know, um, graphic design, photography, and you know, uh, animation, all that stuff. Um, and it was for a grade. It was for it was for a class um, for a whole semester. It was one of the my one of my favorite classes in high school because I got to be super creative and I got to create all kinds of different you know things. I think I still have the disc of all the ideas that I had um, and all the cool things that I, I made. But I remember the one thing that stuck that stuck out for me around that time, or one of the pro- the projects that stuck out for me around that time was photography, and I learned how to become a photographer, um, you know, and um, I, I that became my niche for a while. Um, because I'm a very visual artist and I'm very stimulated and inspired by, by vision. Um, but I learned audibly, um, which is very interesting, but I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really say I'm, I'm one or the other. I think I'm all of it, you know, and I think we are all of it in some way, shape or form. Um, we just, you know, it's that sensitivity to it. But, um, during that time, there was a movie that had come out. So I'm getting my heart, so got my heart broken, um, you know, um, you know, uh, she broke up with me, um, probably rightfully so, um, <laughs> um, and, um, you know, I had a lot, and I also had a lot going on, um, so if you're listening to this, just know I had a lot going on, um, probably more than you really needed to know, and you could really, um, help me with, um, she's not gonna listen to this, um, but, um, Yeah, that was another thing. Had a lot going on. Had a lot going on in life. And, you know, that's just, you know, that's me. Um, You know, and I think that's a lot of us. You know, we just, it's not our fault. We just got a lot going on, you know. And and sometimes we go into relationships trying to find an escape from the life that we're we're trying to escape from. We're looking for an escape. So we go into relationships looking for for an escape. So that's another tidbit. But anyway, Um, yeah. um, So that was going on, doing doing another semester of high school um i was living with my dad at the time um you know there was a lot of stuff going on at that time good and bad but um there was a movie that come out around that time and at first the soundtrack came out for the movie um and i'll tell you the movie in a second but soundtrack came out it was produced by my favorite rapper of all time jay-z um he produced he executive produced the entire album it had lana del rey on it beyonce andre 3000 Gautier um, the XX, uh, Sia, um, the Black Eyed Peas, no, I'm sorry, not the Black Eyed Peas, just Fergie, um, and I'm trying to figure out who else was on there, I think I got the big ones, but, um, yeah, so that album came out, um, or the soundtrack came out for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, for the movie, and um, I was so inspired by it. It was just so moody, and it was just so sad, and it was. But it was so beautifully written. Every song on there was amazing, um, and it was just, it just, it just created this mood and created this world for it, and it set up the world for what I would be later exposed to, which was, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the 2013 adaptation of The Great Gatsby, with Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Tobey Maguire. It's a phenomenal movie. I personally love it. Some a lot of people don't like it. They like the Robert Redford version better. I love I love both of them. Um, they both set, They both give off different moods. Um, fun fact: I have a tattoo of the Great Gatsby um, cover on my arm because I fell in love with the. If you ever seen it, it's such a beautiful, captivating, just melancholy, just beautiful um, cover for a book. And fun fact is that um, F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote into that picture, because um, it was a painting by a French, a French artist, and F. Scott Fitzgerald found, saw the painting somehow. I think that's the story, and then he he actually wrote into that painting, and it is a beautiful painting. It is a beautiful picture, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the story. I fell in love with the book. Um, I actually we re- actually read the book in school before the movie had come out, and there was a rumor that the movie was that there was a movie coming out with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire. Um, and at first, I did think of like, oh man, who would be great? Tobey Maguire would be great, and Leonardo DiCaprio would be great, and of course, and you know, eventually, you know, they both were on, this, were in the movie. All that to say, that that awakened something in me, and it, it definitely inspired me in a way that I had never been inspired before, and I, I can't really tell you exactly how what, what it did to me, but I'm so glad it did. I actually wanted to become Jay Gatsby. I, I really was so invested into the movie and into the mood and all that stuff. I couldn't stop listening to the to the soundtrack, um, along with. Uh, let me see, Kiss Land had come out that time. Nothing Was the Same had come out that time. Good Kid, M.A.D. City was a year ago, so all that was going on. So it was a great, great year for music um, between two, 20, 2012 and 2013. But um, I say all that to say that. It is through that tension and it is through that pain that I found inspiration, and um, that's I guess that's my encouragement, my takeaway for you is that um, find your inspiration, find your. Uh, I don't want to make this cheesy, but yeah, like you know, it, it's through that. If that makes sense, like a lot of times we try to escape, and a lot of times we try to you know ignore our life. You know, we we have this amount of money in the bank account we're trying to make it work you know we have you know um, we're, we're a single mom trying to make it we're uh, we're a child of divorce going through some serious issues personally in, in life and trying to figure out who we are there's and the stories go on and on and on but you know there is the one thing for us uh, definitely as christians the one thing jesus did not promise us was a pain-free life and the one thing that life will not give us is a pain-free life a suffering free life it is through that suffering and it it's through that pain it is through that tension just like a a woman that is giving birth um and or is pregnant it's through that swelling and discomfort and, and, and that discomfort and that you know it, it's sitting in that which is so hard to do and you'll hear a lot of conversations where we're going to sit in tension of issues that we don't may, we may not be comfortable talking about but it's through, it's through that that we find understanding insight awareness mindfulness love um, um, you know loss of control um, and just peace um, we all try to control each other we all try to control one another and we control our lives and we also demand perfection from one another and that's not that's that's not can't you can't do it because of imperfect. You being imperfect are demanding perfection. And the only person that is per- perfect and that walked the earth is perfect was Jesus, if you believe in him. And we serve a perfect God. So there's no way that you can be perfect. You cannot demand perfection from yourself. It is impossible. And you will drive yourself crazy trying to be perfect. And you'll drive yourself crazy trying to do all that. And you can't, and he can't heal. And you can't, and you you can't heal. And he can't heal what you fake. You know what I'm saying? He can't bless who you, who, who you pretend to be. So I don't know if this helps you and I'm going over my time a little bit, but it is through that tension, it is through that pain, it is through that angst, It is through that, oh my God, I just want this to be over. It is through that, I just, I'm so tired. It is when you get to the point where you are so done being fake and so done trying to be someone else and you're so done trying to act like you have it all together, that is where the magic happens. That's where the power happens because now he can, God can do, do something with what you have and you can do something with what you have and he'll give you the power to do it. But it starts when we actually become real and honest about where we are and what's going on and when we actually begin to process and feel that tension that we try to run from the tension of being an artist the tension of being a woman in America the tension of being a, a minority in America the tension of being a, a, a child of, 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 of illegal illegal immigrants or you know or legal immigrants you know what the tension of trying to figure out your sexuality the tension of you know being from church the tension of, you know, trying to be the only, the, the, the one who breaks the generational curses in your family, the tension of being the first one to do something that your family has never done before, the tension of, um, you know, of of, of, of of just being an empathetic person, a sensitive person going on in this world. Don't run from that. Embrace it. It's hard. It sucks. It's It really is gritty, and it's, but it's through that grit and I wanted to title this grit, but, you know, I don't know, we'll see. It's through that grit that we find purpose. We find um, promise and we find um, I can't think of a P word and I'm preaching right now, but um, it's, it's through that stuff that we find inspiration. There cannot there can't be any inspiration without pain and you cannot have life without pain. You cannot bring forth life. A, a woman cannot birth a child into this world without pain. She can get the morphine, she can inoculate, she can be, go under in this anesthesia, but there will be some pain that will happen. There, you, we cannot live in, a, in a, pain, a pain-free life, but it is through that and it's through the creative experience and the artistic expression. It is through pain. Some of the best artists have been aware of their pain and, and still been able to do and move and, and, and act in life and do and be creative and write songs and do all that stuff in the pain. If you can't do that, then it's going to be hard. It's going to be very difficult. So don't run from your pain. Don't run from the pain of being in a relationship and it's, you know, and you don't know how to do it. Don't run from the pain of trying to be faithful when you don't know how to be faithful in a relationship. Don't run from being the first, you know, being newlyweds. Don't run from the pain of, you know, uh, starting a new job. Don't run from the pain of, you know, trying to be a man. Don't run from the pain of, you know, whatever pain you're dealing with. Just accept it and just let it go and just fall into it and let God do the work if you believe in him. <laughs> so, um I've gone on a little bit too long, but um I can't wait for you to hear the next uh episode. I'm bringing on a guest. Um she is near and dear to my heart. I love her very much and she lo- she knows a little bit something about pain and she's going to talk to you about healing. Um I don't believe well for me personally, healing for me is not just, you know, it it, it happens in the ebbs and the flows, and it's not necessarily linear because we all heal differently. And we need to heal in this time and and in this um and in this hour. So um you get to hear from her, you get to hear her story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So this is Jason Hayes, this is the Solic Podcast, episode one, done, and in the books. I'm out. Much love. See y'all later.